Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Compatibility. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner. The rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Welcome to the Scene to Scene podcast. I am your host, Valerie Complex. Today, I am chatting with Ji Young Yu. Ji Young stars as co-lead in the six-part limited series, Expats. I think I learn a little bit with every character that I play. I think usually I play a character and it causes enough introspection that I learn something about myself. I honestly can't gush enough about Freaky Tales. I'm so excited to share it with more people. If you like what you hear, be sure to review, like, and subscribe to the Scene to Scene podcast. It's a great day to be alive, and it's a great day to be a better. Welcome inside the VSIN studios here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds, a live betting extravaganza tour. If you don't have a bet leading up to the game, we'll try to find you one over the course of the next three hours. Make sure to hit us up on Twitter, at Live is where you can find the show. At Wes Reynolds 1 is where you can find Wes. At Femi Abebefe is where you can find me. And also, while you're on Twitter, use the hashtag Bet. If you have a bet or a question, we'll discuss it here on the program. Coming up, it's a big night on the hardwood. We have currently seven games on the NBA card, including a national TV doubleheader, Thunder Heat in progress, Suns Warriors tipping off at the top of the hour with the return of Steph Curry after an 11-game absence. College basketball, also a loaded card this evening. Oklahoma, Kansas, Vanderbilt, Tennessee, North Carolina, Virginia, Auburn, Ole Miss, all tipping off in a matter of moments. We'll get you those handicaps shortly. And then in hour number three, we'll continue our early thoughts for Super Wild Card Weekend in the NFL with two games, Dolphins-Bills, Giants, Vikings. But first, Wes, is there a live bet that we can make right now? Well, I got a couple about to go off. Uh, Vanderbilt at Tennessee. I took all those points with Vanderbilt tonight, 17 and a half. There are some 17s still out there. And then uh, Oklahoma getting 10 and a half at Kansas. But if there's a bet to be made, bet that Big Blue Nation is not very happy right now as they lose tonight, 71 to 68. This game is just going final as we are getting on the air South Carolina, a 20-point underdog. First-year head coach Lamont Paris, who was previously at Chattanooga. Of course, Frank Martin, now at UMass. So, you know, a pretty much a rebuilding South Carolina program. I think I saw uh, in the market, I think it was BetMGM, had uh, South Carolina 22-1 to on the money line. Wow. You bet that. You got a nice little score here. South Carolina beats Kentucky. This, uh, this Kentucky team... There was a lot expected, as there always is in Lexington, but they're not living up to it. Uh, Cal, uh, Cal running out of answers, I think, with this bunch. Mm-hmm. It's there's the whispers of Cal and Texas and mm-hmm. stuff that's being discussed right now. It, it begs the question of how much longer does he have in uh, in Kentucky right now, despite winning a national title way back when, I believe a decade ago now, mm-hmm. with that team with Anthony Davis and the crew. Right, uh, a number of Final because- Four appearances, but. It's seats getting warm. I, I was having a discussion with somebody actually from Lexington that was in town uh, last night after the program. And, you know, we were talking about 
he wants to get older. I think, you know, the old Mike Bray adage, get old, stay old. So he wants a combination of, like, really good young talent and five-star guys with veterans. And his best teams, honestly, have been when he's got, like, all freshmen. Yep. That are all going to go to the NBA. We know when he had Wall and Davis together, and when he had or Wall and Cousins rather mm-hmm. together, and Anthony Davis, and you know when he had all those superstar freshmen that were one and dones. That's when he's had his best teams, and maybe he got away with that because it's like, okay, it didn't work. You know, I didn't recruit all the talent, and they didn't win one year. So it's like you got to change philosophy. But look, it, it, it's hard to recruit. It, Recruiting's hard, yeah. and. Even even for Kentucky, where it seems to be easy because they're always up near the top for recruiting classes, but he has not found the right mix with this team, clearly. It's interesting that he's kind of deviated away from that plan of the one and done because we just saw last year Duke got all the way to the Final Four with a bunch of freshmen. Now, they didn't close the deal, and it was a team that had a mix of young and old in Kansas that ultimately won the title. Yeah. But you can still have a lot of success with the – quote, one-and-done model if you go that route. And for Cal to go and think differently, it's kind of maybe he's going away from uh, what used to work. Yeah, and that's that's a really good league this year, by the way, in the SEC. You've got Tennessee, who's a legit Final Four contender. Arkansas, if they can get a little bit healthier. Mm -hmm. Uh, 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 Alabama, obviously, is a top near the top five right now in the poll. So you've got a deep league in the SEC. And – Kentucky uh, very much uh, not at the top of that league right now. So uh, a bad night for the Wildcats of Kentucky as they catch an L against South Carolina as 20-point favorites. We have another game in the SEC. You mentioned Tennessee. They're about to tip off with rival Vanderbilt. They'll be hosting the Commodores over at home in Knoxville on Rocky Top. Vols, 16.5-point favorites, total 133. You said that you took all the points with Vandy? Yeah, I did. Uh, Anything on the total? uh, Nothing on the total for me, uh, Look, it's tough to take overs, really, with Tennessee because they're so damn good defensively. They're arguably the best defensive team in the country if you look really at all of the metrics uh, on this Tennessee team. Number one in adjusted defensive efficiency. Number one in effective field goal percentage, 37.6%. Number one in three-point percentage allowed. 20.8% opponents are shooting against the balls this year. So, So you're asking, okay, why did you take Vanderbilt? It's just... It's college basketball this time of year when a team <laughs> when a team wins a few in a row and look Tennessee has absolutely destroyed teams. Look, the South Carolina team that just went to Lexington, Tennessee went to Columbia on Saturday and beat them by 43, 85 to 42. They beat Mississippi State by 34. They won at Ole Miss, so they got a 3 and 0 start and they also got the Wildcats coming in. I know the Wildcats are down But don't think that this is going to be like a lesser game to Tennessee on Saturday. It's like this Kentucky. This is still the man. This is the team we want to beat the most Mm -hmm. in this conference. This is our rival. And, you know, maybe, you know, with Vanderbilt, a team they kind of dominate, obviously, their lower in-state rival. Vanderbilt played very well, by the way, on Saturday. Lost 85-82 to at Mizzou. It was kind of a coin flip game in the final minute. Mizzou just got the better of, like, the free throw variance. So I thought 17 was high. Total, nothing for me. Tough to take an over, though, with the balls, as I mentioned. We have a game in the ACC that's currently in overtime, uh, about midway through the extra period. Georgia Tech leads Notre Dame 67-65. At last posting on the money line, Yellow Jackets were minus 240, fighting Irish plus 195, but those numbers taken off of the board. But uh, here we go with this uh, Notre yeah. Dame team favored at home. In a dogfight. Notre, Notre Dame started 5-0. and Granted, it was an easy schedule. But remember when they had beat Michigan State in the ACC Big Ten Challenge? It's like, okay, here we go with the Irish. Maybe they got something. Then they lose at home to Syracuse. They've taken a couple really bad losses. They lost, even though it was on the road to a bad Florida State team. They get beat at home by double digits by Miami. They lose at Boston College. They got blown out Saturday at North Carolina. So this Notre Dame team... 0-5 in the ACC right now is Mike Bray, our Mike Bray's guys. And Georgia Tech, at least, I think, showed a little bit of life, uh, beating Miami a week ago tomorrow, but then they lost at Florida State. So this is not a very good Georgia Tech team either. These two are battling for the seller right now in the conference. We have a number of games that have tipped off or underway between North Carolina and Virginia over in Charlottesville. That'll be a chance for the Tar Heels to maybe get back into the right side of things mm-hmm. after their season. I mean, they were, what, preseason number one? Yes. And they've fallen all the way out of the top 25 and are going to need to start winning to uh, get back in it. But also the result that we saw in the Big Ten tonight, Wes, 
Michigan State beating number 18 Wisconsin in the Kohl Center. You mentioned they used to call that the call center. It's mm-hmm. tough to beat the Badgers on their home floor, and Sparty went ahead and did it as they improved to 4-1 and one in Big Ten play with a 69-65 victory. Yeah, Tyler Wall, by the way, did not play for the Badgers uh, tonight, so he lost for them, and uh, Michigan State all of a sudden, uh, you know, putting it together a little bit, not as banged up as they were earlier in the season, so... You know, Michigan State uh, has not lost since December 4th. Remember, they were 5-4. and four. They got beat at home by Northwestern. But all of a sudden, they've won six in a row. They're 3-1 and one in the conference. Uh, beat Nebraska, beat Michigan, go on the road, and actually they're now 4-1. and one. So they've won seven in a row, Michigan State, because, you know, typically they schedule pretty tough in the non-conference. Mm-hmm. Obviously, they had Gonzaga. They had Kentucky, Villanova, even though Villanova's a little down this year. Al- they played in the PK-80 against Alabama. So, you know, two good wins on the road so far for Michigan State and Conference, uh, Penn State, and also now at Wisconsin. So, you know, maybe, uh, you know, you see that record five and four in December, and you're like, eh, maybe Michigan State's not that good. Tom Izzo usually pretty candid when he likes his team, and he said he liked his team going into the season. Now, you never know if that's necessarily coach speak, but. Seems so, very much like yeah. this club. I was going to say, so far, it's actually turning out to be pretty correct there with the way the Sparty's playing. Uh, just to update you on what's going on in Charlottesville, uh, early on in this game, Armando Baycott, the preseason All-American big man, turned his ankle, I believe. It looked like it was out okay. of an ankle or a foot injury. Appeared to be in pretty serious pain. He's on the bench right now, but has uh, was removed from the game just a minute into this contest. So maybe that's something to kind of keep in mind or keep an eye on here. Uh, if Baycott cannot go for the Tar Heels, I know they went off as four and a half point dogs. I'm looking for a live number here right now at DraftKings. Yeah, minus five and a half, one twenty four and a half currently down in Charlottesville. And the total is just so low. I mean, it's a Virginia game, so it makes sense. But it, it, even that total though has adjusted greatly after we've seen it. Uh, only two points on the board, almost three minutes into the game. It closed one thirty three, and like you mentioned, one twenty four and a half. So if Baycott were to miss the rest of this game from a live betting angle. Would you lay five and a half if it's Carolina without Baycott? Yeah, I would certainly lean to that at, at this point because Baycott, I think, is really the glue of, of this team. And this team can, you know, North Carolina, the backcourt, they can be pretty erratic shooting the basketball. So uh, uh, just looking at, at what these guys have done this year in terms of shooting, this is not a very good three-point shooting team. Virginia is going to give you a lot of three-point shots because they run that pack line, of course, don't really give you much at the rim. So, yeah, this is tough. I I think tough sledding for Carolina, who I believe have not won at UVA. I think think it was like 2012, even though they did beat them twice last year, beat them in Chapel Hill and then beat them in the ACC tournament. Yeah, it's a place uh, that's uh, tough to play. Virginia, they appear to be back this season at a competitive level. Uh, Before we head to break, though, some NBA scores, and we'll get to the association coming up in this next segment here. Sixers lead the Pistons 131-102, middle of the fourth quarter. Then in the national TV game in Miami, close one between the Thunder and the Heat, tied up at 83. Hornets lead the Raptors. Rather, the Raptors just took the lead, 95-94, near the end of the third quarter up north in Toronto. We also have the Cavs Jazz that's set to tip off here. Cavs two and a half point favorites, total 226 and a half. We'll keep our eyes on that game as well as the others from across sports here on VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent. And this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da-da-da-da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it going to like? That's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. 
Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Before I found Zigazoo, I believed all social media was inappropriate for kids. But I feel great about my kids being on Zigazoo. Videos are moderated by actual people before being added to the feed. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about mean comments on your kids' videos. And you need parental consent before joining Zigazoo. Bottom line, it's a space that prioritizes data safety for kids. Oh, but don't take my word for it. Zigazoo is KidSafe COPPA certified. So weigh everything Zigazoo has to offer. Maybe you'll zigzag too. Zigazoo, a social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club. This is VSIM Live Bet Tonight with Femi Abemafe and Wes Reynolds, live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. If you're looking for a betting edge on football's big game, the VEASAN experts have you covered. Become a VEASAN Pro subscriber with an introductory offer of only $9.99. VEASAN Pro subscribers get access to our daily recap of the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests. Tools like our betting splits that let you see where the money and bets are moving every game. Deep dive betting reports. VEASAN betting guides for the biggest games of the season where our experts break down brackets, best bets, and all the big game props. Don't miss out. On this limited time offer, visit vcin.com slash subscribe today to sign up for only $9.99 and become a part of the Sports Betting Network. That's V-S-I-N slash subscribe. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino. Looked like it was chaotic down in uh, South Bend here in this Georgia Tech-Notre Dame game. Fighting Irish of a 73-72 lead. 3.7 seconds left to go in overtime, and the Yellow Jackets had a chance to take the lead but missed their shots, and I believe now this is Notre Dame basketball, and we'll maybe see yeah. the foul situation. Yeah, Notre Dame uh, trying to get their first win in the ACC. Georgia Tech only one or four. They had a wide-open look there from the left corner. Goes off the rim. Notre Dame does have the rebound, Ooh. so maybe – yeah, uh, they see. might be review. Yeah. They might be reviewing the uh, the uh, possession here. I, yeah, I think it. I think it touched last off Georgia Tech at first glance, but I, it might have gone off of the Notre Dame kid. Yeah, like like because like they it's, both hit it, and then I think there's like one last swipe at the ball because you see he hits it. Then yeah, because they both simultaneously touch it, and then look at the left arm of number one. Mm-hmm. Like I think they're looking at the wrong thing because they're looking at that. I, I believe number one touched it. Again, might have might have went off his finger because. Uh, by the way, uh, Notre Dame closed five point favorites, so Georgia Tech, unless this goes to overtime, they're going to cover this or another overtime, I should say. They're going to cover this. Uh, this has gone over the total one thirty six and a half, but money line implications obviously on both sides. Yeah, most definitely uh, money line implications in that game. Um, also, in the Big Twelve, Iowa State is taking it to Texas Tech. They're yeah. up forty eight thirty. Uh, at home, I, out there in Ames. I did. I did not. I I thought maybe this was the uh, the sell high on Iowa State uh, a little bit because Iowa State two two road wins in a row in the Big Twelve and what is the number one conference in America in college basketball? Mm-hmm. I think that's clear as day. Yeah, it's no argument. Already off to a three and zero start. Beat Baylor at home in the conference opener on New Year's Eve. Then go to Oklahoma and win. Then get that buzzer beater. I think it was Gabe Kausher at the buzzer on Saturday to beat mm-hmm. TCU, who was red hot obviously. So now you get a Texas tech team that is very much struggled and, and, and they've had some injuries too, Texas tech, but this team's and three in the big 10 or, or the big 12, rather losing at TCU by six, lost by three at home to Kansas, then lost in overtime on Saturday at home to Oklahoma. So they kind of been a hard luck team. Like I, I didn't think that they were as bad as they had been playing. Apparently they are because I'm on the wrong side of this one because this is all Iowa state. 
Yeah, really impressive from Iowa State. This is a Cyclones team that made the Sweet 16 last mm-hmm. year. Uh, and they kind of played that ugly brand of basketball. Yes. It wasn't, wasn't really pretty, but it's been effective for that team. And uh, it's been effective so far this season, as is tonight. Number one in the country, by the way, in terms of turnovers, percentage of opponent possessions that they turn the basketball over, about 30%. Iowa State is forcing them to opponents to turn wow. the basketball over. And uh, third and steal percentage, 15.6%. So they are very aggressive in, in the backcourt, and, and, and they play a little bit of modified pack line. They allow a lot of three-point attempts and just pack that lane. I love that stat because I love teams that can create extra possessions. Mm-hmm. You, you need them, especially in, like in a tournament setting when sometimes your shot's not going to be there. Mm-hmm. How can you get back into the game? Stealing possession. And if they can do that, man, that's a big, big, big stat to keep in mind just on a team like uh, Iowa State come tournament time. Uh, but Notre Dame, actually, the ball went off of them. So Georgia Tech with a chance to win it. And, uh, they and the win. Irish get off the schneid. Their O in the, in the, in the uh, win column had to go. So Notre Dame does hang on 73 to wow. 72 over Georgia Tech. This is uh, these two teams near, near the bottom of what I think is a pretty weak ACC. Yes, it's certainly not the ACC. But somebody's got to be at the bottom, and unfortunately for these two teams, it's them. Yeah, somebody's got to win it, too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We'll, we'll see who wins that conference. Uh, right now, Kansas and Oklahoma, about seven minutes into the game. Uh, it's been ugly from the field. Jayhawks, 3 of 12. OU, 4 of 11. I hope, I hope it stays lead. that way. I have Oklahoma plus 10.5, also took the under 134.5. Oklahoma has kind of been a little bit of a tough luck team in, in this Big 12, too. Uh, one and two start. Did win that overtime game at Texas Tech, but lost by one at home to Texas. Lost by three at home to Iowa State. Porter Moser will slow the tempo here. They're 345th in tempo in the country. That's near the bottom, like bottom 20 teams mm-hmm. in America. Pretty solid shooting team, though, from the three. 38%, that's 20th in the country. 24th in the country from two points. And and this is just one of those, you know, when a team is rolling, Femi, college basketball happens in conference play. And these are plays uh, that I call, and you'll hear the term, and I'll use it frequently on this program. I call it fat and happy. These teams that are ranked teams that have won three or four more than a row, you know, the numbers get inflated, and, and they just get into bad spots because these are 18 to 23 or however year old young men, and sometimes they don't bring it every night. And and I felt Oklahoma, you know, going to going to Kansas, like this is a big game for us. And and I just think that they had the style of play to at least keep this close. They don't have the better talent. They clearly there's a talent gap between Kansas and Oklahoma. But in terms of the style of play, Porter Moser knows how to muck up a game with the best of them, and I think he can do it tonight. And so far, at least through eight minutes, he has. Do you think Kansas is better this year than they were last year? I actually do. That's a little crazy. bit, That's right, crazy. based on how they're playing right now. And maybe because I watched a game in that gym and it was the atmosphere and yeah. how impressed I was with this team. This team, don't get me wrong, still is talented. They still have McDonald's All-Americans. Jalen Wilson's been great. Grady Dick is a freshman. I was talking with uh, Tim Murray and Jared Smith on VEASAN Primetime about this uh, team uh, earlier on in the uh, programming uh, lineup. And, you know, it was basically saying – this, this team did lose two first-round picks. They lost Ochai Baji. They also lost Christian Braun. Mm-hmm. And DMAC, David McCormack, the seven-foot big man. And they look less talented when you watch them. You know, They may not have as many McDonald's All-Americans, but they've got really good players. This kid, Grady Dick, is a freshman. I was told by a friend of mine that covers the national recruiting scene in terms of high school basketball, said this kid's the best shooter in high school basketball last year when he was at Sunrise Christian just outside of Wichita, Kansas. And he is. Every shot I, I – when I was in that gym, every shot I saw him take, I was like, it's going in. It's going – it just looks so good, mm. Go, you know, on, on his release. And they've got a good point guard, Dewan Harris, who doesn't try to score, who runs the offense and plays defense, knows his role. Kevin McCullough, of course, they transfer in from Texas Tech. So – this team might just be better, Femi, uh, if, if you look at them. Uh, they're not as talented, but I think that they're more cohesive. And sometimes when you have a little bit of less talent, you can get kids to buy in. And I think Bill Self has. Yeah, because that was the whole story with the team last year. And, and it's why I think 
a number of people had some Kansas futures in the space that were from before the season started because everyone saw that, okay, Kansas has all this talent, and then they add Remy Martin, who was the Pac-12 player of the year. Mm-hmm. And Remy Martin wasn't even a big factor during the regular season. He ended up being a factor toward the end there in the yeah. tournament. But he wasn't even a big factor during the regular season, and Kansas was still able to go ahead and get a one seed. Like, that team last year had so much talent, and that's what was required for him to ultimately win the title. You don't like you said. You don't really see it with this team. Like they don't jump off the page and right. wow you. But maybe they are a little bit more cohesive, like you mentioned. Um, and they have a couple of those. <clears throat> excuse me. They have a couple of those players like a Grady Dick that can, that can kind of maybe tilt the scale in their favor. So we'll see if Kansas, who is uh, I believe they're trailing right now. No tied up. No tied yeah, up twelve, 12 under 12, twelve. Yep. Yeah. So it's uh, they're laying eight and a half total at one thirty one and a half. You said that you got the one thirty four and a half. Is that what you yes. was? All right, so we're trending under. We like to see that. Uh, Tennessee and Vanderbilt, another game that you're sweating. Vandy is trailing by three at the under-12 timeout, catching 16.5, so we're still near the yeah. free Yeah, they number. got down seven to nothing early, and uh, Stack had to call a timeout. And, you know, get what, what does the Bill Raftery say? Get the puppies organized uh, because <laughs> they absolutely had to. So, you know, Vanderbilt hanging around. Tennessee, as I mentioned, in lead-in. They've rolled a bunch of teams. Like, I mean, not beat them by like 12 or 15. They've beaten teams by 30, and they beat South Carolina by 40-plus on the road on Saturday. Mm-hmm. So team gets a little bit inflated. Maybe the team gets a little comfortable, and you see that a lot in college basketball. Teams get real comfortable, and Tennessee's got Kentucky coming in, and seeing Kentucky wounded, they're thinking, ah, oh, we're finally we're going to get the cats here in Thompson Bowling Arena down in Knoxville. Got to pay attention to Vanderbilt first. Yeah, especially when Vanderbilt, I mean, that's your direct rival. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. You know, you know, and and, and state Stack school. and Rick Barnes uh, have gotten into it a couple times, or at least uh, had some Ooh. words. Nothing nothing really bad, it didn't seem like. But is, is Rick Barnes crazy? You want to get into it with Jerry Stack? Yeah, that's, that's probably not going to go well for Coach Barnes, and I like Rick Barnes a great deal, but <laughs> discretion is the better part of valor. <laughs> the stories about Jerry Stackhouse, from what I've heard, Not the one to be trifled with, is the way I'll put it. Uh, We're going to take another quick break. We'll get to the association on the other side. It's VEASAN Live Bet tonight. Live bet tonight with Femi Abebefe and Wes Reynolds live from the Circus Sportsbook on VSIN, the sports betting network. With the start of the new year, Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook is your home for all the latest lines, odds, and boosts. Whether you're a football, hockey, or basketball fan, Bet Rivers has you covered. Join us every week for new promotions like our Tuesday Hockey First Goal Insurance, Sunday Football Parlay Insurance, and more. It's a whole new game. Welcome back. This is VSIN Live Bet Tonight. Femi Abebefe alongside Wes Reynolds hanging out at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Uh, we've been talking a lot of college hoops on the program, and we'll be keeping our eyes on what's going on in college. But also, the NBA is going on, and we got a nice doubleheader tonight, a, a national TV doubleheader. First game on paper doesn't sound as sexy when you hear Oklahoma City, Miami, mm-hmm. but it's been a pretty competitive game throughout here with the Thunder leading it 94-89 to 89 right now early on in the fourth quarter. Uh, OKC is laying three and a half total is at 227 and a half here. You can get Miami plus 160 on the money line here. And what's a game that Miami's a little shorthanded. Yeah. No Kyle Lowry. I believe uh, no Tyler Hero. No as well. Bam Adebayo. Yeah. Uh, no Caleb Martin. Duncan Robinson, of course, has been out. Jovich has been out with a back mm-hmm. issue. So got a lot of guys out here. So uh, uh, I took Oklahoma City second half timeout on the floor, by the way. 9-19 left to go. OKC was down seven at the half. I laid one on them so uh now because this did move this did move down to like where miami was only a one and a half point favorite or a yeah. one point favorite so i thought okay you know i'll basically take plus six with oklahoma city and uh so far so good uh did have a prop in this game i i, I tried to play jimmy butler over his rebounds and assists because i thought man he got all these guys out hero lowry Adebayo. That maybe Jimmy, you know, it's going to be kind of an all-around game. It's not just going to be a big scoring game for him. He's got 28, by the way. They're going to have to put him back in the game. But I tried to play his rebounds and assists over 14 and a half. He only has eight right now. But mm. still some time. You yeah. know, you never you never know with these props. <laughs> yeah, no, there's still a lot of time in this basketball game. Um, and maybe it goes to overtime, too. 
<laughs> get you a little bit of a yeah uh, some extra time to get the uh, the prop over. But uh, Jimmy Butler right now, looking at his, he had twenty eight points. Did you see he is twenty of twenty from the free throw line? <laughs> like he's yeah. only four of ten from the field, so he hasn't even really been shooting that well. Yeah, because I was to looking at a that. three pointer. Yeah, it didn't have my foul shots here because I saw four of ten shooting. Like, how the hell does he have twenty eight <laughs> points? Twenty of twenty. Making them count. Yeah, absolutely. Because uh, the starting lineup, by the way, was, uh, I believe, uh, Butler, Struess, Gabe Vincent, uh, Highsmith, and Robinson. So, look, Miami having to go really deep in, into this roster with six guys out. And then, of course, Oladipo, his usual six-man role off the bench. Dude, who is Haywood Highsmith? I, you know, I, I, follow, I follow this as closely as I, I would like to think anybody and I don't even know who he is. Yeah, he, I've seen him, but I, I can't. I, I can't even remember. You know, that's the like who he played for, who he yes. who did he play for in college, and he he went and, to uh, Wheeling Jesuit. Okay, is uh, where he went to college. Is was he a season? was he a G League guy? Must have been. He must have been because I do not remember him from college basketball. No, I don't at all. So I was I was like, yeah, he was a G League guy. So he has a basketball reference that has some G League stats. Okay. On it, uh, looks like he was at the I don't know which team. Yeah, D- look, didn't get any offers. I don't think from D one. So went to Wheeling, uh, Wheeling Jesuit now Wheeling University. Uh, so uh, all conference guy and and whatnot, but undrafted i i didn't know a damn thing about him to be honest yeah I, I was like honestly i was looking at it, i was like who the yeah, hell was is a D2, he was d2 all-american but uh started with the delaware blue coats uh that was the affiliate of the sixers so god i think a few games with the sixers but you know good for him he stuck it out and i mean that just goes to show you this was a guy that signed a 10-day contract last february about a, a, a little more than a year ago today this guy was on a 10-day contract Grinded in February and then signed another 10-day contract and then firing the, the expiration of that contract, signs a standard contract to remain. And look, they've absolutely needed him because yeah. they're, they're, they're shorthanded. Uh, he got in uh, eight playoff games last year, didn't really play much, only averaged about four a game. But look, So he played in the playoffs last year? Yeah, played in eight him. games. Wow, I uh, that's <laughs> I mean a spot minute guy, obviously, yeah. but look, you know, he's making NBA salary and uh good for him sticking it out. Yeah, shout out to Haywood Highsmith. Um we also have a game north of the border between Toronto and Charlotte. Raptors up one seventeen, one oh seven, currently laying eight and a half total is all the way up to two forty five and a half in this game. This total closed two twenty nine and a half, so clearly we're trending Toward the over and what has been a high scoring game. I have a two fifty and a half because I bet under one twelve and a half at the at the half before we came on okay. the program. So hopeful this slows down, but man, Charlotte's defense is really really poor. Yeah, that's the problem is that there there's no there's not much resistance mm-hmm. when you play the Charlotte Hornets, um, and there hasn't been much resistance tonight for the Toronto Raptors, who everyone has talked about as a struggling basketball team that could be sellers at the trade deadline and all that stuff and. Here they are. They put up 117 with four and a half minutes to play in regulation. But Oklahoma City continues to uh, play well here in Miami. They're up 96 to 91. Also, the game late in the first quarter in Salt Lake City, Utah, up 25-22 against the Cleveland Cavaliers. Cavs laying one and a half, total 225 and a half. This is the Donovan Mitchell return. Yes. To Salt Lake City. Do you, and do you play I, any props? I on certainly did. Actually, Damn, I, right I, did. I played Donovan Mitchell. Over his uh, point prop, I think. Uh, let me. I'm trying to remember where I got. It. I think it was 28 and a half that uh, that I got on. <laughs> well, he has on, on 12 Donovan in the Mitchell. first quarter. Yeah, <laughs> and and look, you know, he's had a couple games ever since that 71 point blowout, you know, that he had mm-hmm. against Chicago. Hasn't really had that big game yet, so I thought, okay, we're getting a little bit low here. 28 and a half coming back, and then on the other side, I did play an under though with Lori Markinen. At under 26 and a half. And this is because Cleveland's been number one in field goal defense. It's going to be hard for Laurie Markinen to, I think, uh, get points as fantastic as he's been. And it's kind of a sell high, too, because if you look at what uh, Markinen has done of late, he's had some really big point outputs. Uh, only 21 at Memphis on Saturday because they only played 29 minutes, but 28 in Chicago and then 49 in Houston last week. Uh, 28 against Sacramento, 29 against Miami, 36 in Sacramento, 29 at Golden State, 32 at San Antonio. So you can see he's been averaging well over 30. So I thought 
Maybe this is a solo spot. And sometimes you can get that with props. So that's what I did with Lori Markinen. There we go. Well, Lori Markinen, he's uh, among the players that's up for most improved player. But I like your angle on Donovan Mitchell, though, because we, we talk about like the obvious play sometimes mm -hmm. being the right one, like LeBron on his birthday, <laughs> those types yeah. of plays. And Donovan Mitchell, going back to Utah, you know he's going to get his shots up. Because like, he, oh, he, wants, he wants to go out there and show, like, hey, well, like, I used to run this place. And, and teammates want to get him involved. And I'm glad you brought that yeah. up because you can use that a little bit in hockey, too. Because whenever you have a guy, it's his old team, especially if it's like an old goaltender, those guys defend their ass off for that guy. They, yeah. they take pucks to the face. They block shots. They pay the price. All of a sudden, it's game seven. They're aggressive on the forecheck. <laughs> yeah. And that's what you see. So I think, look, Cleveland, you know, Obviously, they are very happy with Donovan Mitchell as Cleveland, you know, in the top four in the East right now. So they're going to try to get this guy involved. He's out of the game right now, played the first nine minutes. So I, I expect probably six-minute mark or seven-minute mark of the second quarter. We'll see him return. But guys are going to look to get him shots because, they, they, you know, that's what they want. You know, a happy flight to the next destination, happy locker room afterwards. Get your guy, you know, against his old mates. Mm -hmm. That, that's like universal in the league. So those are spots that you definitely look for. Yeah, I guess there was like a video tribute for Donovan Mitchell mm -hmm. as well. Yeah, they were the showing game. a minute ago yeah. the hugs with him and Michael Conley Jr. and some of the, you know, a couple of the remaining former teammates because there aren't a lot of remaining former no. teammates at the Utah Jazz. No, a lot of them were yeah. shipped out. Yeah, there. I would have been interested to see if what was uh, exchanged with uh, him and Rudy Gobert, if Rudy Gobert was still a member <laughs> of the Utah Jazz. I don't know if it would be. Probably uh, like a sup. Yeah, it was one of those head nods. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, hey, you guys so, played play together for like six years. Yeah, no, 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 ca nod. no catching up. Uh, no. Uh, how's the family? How was your Christmas? Like, uh, Do you have a good New Year? Yeah, it's good. Yeah, good. Yeah. Good, yeah. Yeah, not a lot of small talk. <laughs> that's, hey, check ball. <laughs> yes. <laughs> that's, that's what that turns into. Uh, but the Cavaliers, uh, Darius Garland, that's a deep three. Uh, misses that one strong as the quarter is going to wind down, but not before a jam for the Utah Jazz on the other end, though. So they'll have to take a seven-point lead into the second quarter at home. For Cleveland, after this game in Utah, playing at a little bit of elevation, they'll be taking on the Portland Trailblazers on the road, then they'll wrap up the road trip mm -hmm. at Minnesota, where Donovan yeah. Mitchell can go see his buddy Rudy Gobert. Yeah, absolutely. So they will get a reunion. Uh, by the way, we are very close, and now that I mention it, I'm going to jinx it, but I saw it on the Chiron there. The Miami Heat are 35 of 35 from the line tonight. Oh. The NBA record without a miss is 39 of 39. Ooh. As we now have a one-point lead for the Miami Heat, they're on a 6-0 run here, so 721 left to go. Heat 35 of 35 from the line. Yeah, some fundamentals from Heat culture. That'd be cool if they can break that record. We love break, record-breaking nights here on Beeson Live Bet tonight. They just showed the Heat bench. Way too many notable players in street clubs. Yep. <laughs> Way too many. They got to get those guys right if they want to turn this season around. We'll be back with more from the association. We'll get you caught up on the end of the first half of the college basketball slate here this evening. As someone who lives for politics, when a major scandal unfolds... It was shocking. I have to know, what were they thinking? Backroom deals. Huge amounts of money. CIA secrets. Sets off a firestorm in Washington. Affairs. No way this guy's got a mistress. Corruption. I knew I was a dead man. Warning, it's even messier than you thought. United States of Scandal with Jake Tapper, Sunday at 9 on CNN. Billie Eilish and Phineas O'Connell, they're with us today on Crew Call. I'm your host, Anthony D'Alessandro. Billie's vocals, it was automatic art. You know, I had to like choose a more challenging route than just like da 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 da. You know what I'm saying? Like it could have been like easier. And a lot of people have asked me like, how did you choose to have it be so soft and like so simple? And what else was it gonna, like that's what the song wanted. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Crew Call podcast on Deadline. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. From football playoffs to basketball madness, TCL Roku TVs are the best way to stream your favorite live sports. With all the biggest sports channels, a sports zone with all available games in one place, and apps like iHeartRadio with sports podcasts such as The Herd with Colin Cowherd. Cheering on your favorite team has never been easier. A big screen TCL Roku TV offers premium picture and sound quality, so you'll feel like you're right in the action. Find the perfect TCL Roku TV for you today at Amazon.com. Welcome back. This segment of VEASAN Live Bet Tonight is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches, a surprisingly simple way to enjoy nicotine. Look, most nicotine products are either too complicated to use or don't provide the satisfaction that you're looking for. But Zen Nicotine Pouches, they might surprise you. Zen is made with six simple ingredients and is completely tobacco leaf free. Plus, it offers up to one hour of nicotine satisfaction per pouch. Buy Zen online or find a store near you at Zen.com. That's Z-Y-N.com today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Welcome back. This is VEASAN Live Bet Tonight. He's Wes Reynolds. I'm Femi Abebefe. We're hanging out here at the Circa Resort and Casino in downtown Las Vegas. Right now in college hoops. A couple of competitive games that we have here in this uh, 6 o'clock night slate for us. Uh, and we will start with the game in Fog Allen. Rock Chalk Jayhawk. They're tra- they're, they were trailing. Now they just took the lead against Oklahoma. 29-28, under three minutes to go in the first half. Jayhawks now laying 7.5 total is at 136 and a half. Yeah, I have a uh, Oklahoma here at uh plus 10 and a half, but I do have the under 134 and a half. So a uh, little bit more scoring than uh, to my liking here was uh hoping hoping this would be a little bit slower, but uh, Oklahoma's executing their stuff and uh you know, hanging with the Jayhawks at least. At least something is is looking promising. Yeah, that game uh, so far it's uh, been really competitive. How about the game also in Virginia? where North Carolina, without Armando Baycott, lead Virginia 24-15 with under four minutes to go in the first half. I'm looking for a live number here at DraftKings to see what the most up-to-date number is. I'm seeing three and a half in favor of the Tar Heels. That total is at 121 and a half. It's a Virginia game. Clearly, it's going to be a little bit more lower scoring. But uh, how about the effort from the Tar Heels? Mm -hmm. Uh, Do you think that this is something that is sustainable? Heading into the second. I mean, we shall see. Uh, Carol- Carolina playing good defense, and sometimes Carolina's defense can be very much hit or miss. And uh, look, uh, you got Leaky Black out there, who's you know one of the better defenders in college basketball. The rest of his teammates maybe not be the uh, as good of defenders, but you know that's what they're doing. Uh, 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 keeping Virginia at bay. Uh, thought about laying it, but I'm glad I uh, took a pass on it. Uh, Carolina uh, uh, has played 10 guys, and and, and they've wow. had to. So Hubert Hubert's trying to play, and look, with Baycott, I, I don't believe he's returned to the game. No. Yeah, yeah, because uh, I'm looking at the stat here, only one rebound. So doesn't look – and Virginia, by the way, shooting very poorly, uh, 6 of 19 from the floor, 1 of 8 from the 3. I mean, this is the big game. If Carolina were to somehow steal this game, they would jump Virginia in the standings in the ACC that moved to 4-2 – Virginia would fall to three and three, a Virginia team that's ranked 13th in the country. So uh, a Tar Heels team that has floundered around for much of the early portion of this season, mm-hmm. maybe they can get back on the right foot here with a with an upset victory on the road in Charlottesville. Also going on in college hoops tonight, Tennessee 
leads Vanderbilt 37-34. Vols laying 11.5, total 143.5. Yeah. I know that you like this one. Yeah, first half's going to get there. 9.5, I think, was pretty much the consensus in the market. So that's going to get there because that's usually what I like to do in these ranked teams, and I think Oklahoma might get there too. You know, take the take half, first half, half game. You know, you can maybe do that hedge middle, but, you know, that's what I like. If a dog's going to stay in, usually they're going to start off very well. So, you know, that's why I take a little bit of first half and game. We also have a competitive game going on in the SEC. Auburn and Ole Miss tied up at 29, and the Tigers laying one and a half on the live number total, yeah, 138 and a half, under I, three to I go. didn't know what to do with this game because I really don't like Auburn. And I don't like the way they play. I think they take absolutely terrible shots from three. Their cards suck. They do. They do. They've got a couple chuckers on that team that never really chuck them in the basket. You know, chuck them in the seats. And they. I just don't, I don't like that style. I, I've never really liked that Bruce Pearl, you know, press, up-tempo style because I think it's a little undisciplined. They foul a lot. I don't like when teams foul a lot. So, these two teams, uh, an Ole Miss, by the way, they've been really bad. I watched a little bit of their game on Saturday against Mississippi State. They were absolutely terrible. Uh, you know, if you look at, like, okay, their shot selection ratings, it's pretty good, but their shot making is not. And and their spacing on offense is not. So Kermit Davis, uh, you know, th- this team this team has not looked very good every time I've watched Ole Miss. But, you know, these two teams can get to the rim – but I almost was going to play the under here. I thought this would be low scoring. So, you know, it's a little bit ahead of pace right now. But Auburn's 12-3 and in ranked, but it's not a team I really like. No. I think as long as they're going to continue to get the guard play that they get, it's just not a team that I think you can take seriously. Yeah. Heading into February and March. Like yeah. They, just, they don't take care of the basketball. They don't value the basketball. Um, they don't get into the right stuff. <laughs> and it turns into a two-man game. And that's what it was last year when they had – the number two overall, number three overall pick on their team in Jabari Smith. Mm-hmm. Once they get the ball to Jabari, and then the Auburn guards like, you know what, <laughs> we're the stars. Yeah. So, so let's take the shots. Uh, that didn't seem like a cool uh, dynamic there. In the Big Ten, Illinois though leads Nebraska in Lincoln, thirty to twenty-three. Illini laying seven and a half, total at one thirty-one and a half. But uh, in the NBA, we got this game that's going down to the wire between OKC and Miami. A close game, tied up, one hundred two apiece, three eighteen left to go down in South Beach. The Heat, minus 175 on the money line. OKC, plus 140. Uh, and Miami, they're going to have to close this out with pretty much a kind of a second-unit team. Uh, mm-hmm. Well, Jimmy Butler's still in the lineup, but it's a lot of uh, second-unit guys with the amount of injuries that they've had piled up. Yeah, as, uh, as Miami uh, does miss a layup there, I believe a foul was called. So 102 apiece, uh, 259 left to go. I essentially have Thunder plus six in this game so uh we'll see how this does turn out but uh yeah jimmy b's having to carry this team as uh we also look at halftime number five tennessee down at the half 39 to 37 to vanderbilt okay vandy all right jerry stackhouse and his crew getting it done out there in knoxville still a lot of basketball left to be Mm -hmm. played but that's an impressive half there against a tennessee team that i think a lot of people like now i I can't quite get I, i don't think i'll ever be able to get there with a rick barnes team yeah but at least in the regular season, you can definitely get there. <laughs> hey, know? look, I, I keep waiting because, I mean, he's won everywhere he's been. Yeah. But has never really won that big one. Has always kind of disappointed in the NCAA tournament. But this Tennessee team, I think, is really good defensively. But, look, you're going to have flat. That, that's what I was talking about. You're going to have nights where you're flat a little bit. And it's like, oh, man, we've been crushing teams. Now we've got Kentucky coming in on Saturday, and kids look ahead. Yeah. And, and that absolutely happens. So, you know, as we get more into numbers and as we get more into metrics, whatever you use, whether it's Ken Palm or Bartorvik or shot quality, what has the metrics, what have you, there's any number of sites out there. Still got to look at some situational stuff in college basketball. And, and situational stuff still works, even when it's priced into the number situations absolutely work in college basketball. I think that's both in college basketball and college football. Like absolutely. Like the situational, like, like cause the NFL situational stuff, it gets priced in and then the number is just efficient and uh, operates as, as such. But mm-hmm. I think in college sports, 
while it gets priced in, it's almost still where it's like it's still not priced in enough. Right. <laughs> you know, and, and, right. and I think that's where the advantage lies in betting in a college basketball or a college football. And also to the, the amount of games, the sheer volume makes it more difficult for them to find the absolute right number. But for someone like me, who's about to start really diving in and betting mm-hmm. college basketball now yeah. that the NFL regular season has ended, I, 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 I'm not afraid of like, okay, like I'm not going to go and like plunge in and say, hey, 15 plays a night. But, you know, it's like it's not like a sport where like the NBA where I'm like, hey, missed the boat. Right. <laughs> not, not betting. Right. Only betting in games. College basketball, I'll get in and dabble a little bit, a handful of plays. No, every now and, 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 I, and I think because you have those situations, and it's just knowing when mm-hmm. to spot. And look, are they ever going to go 100%? No. I mean, no. you look at Oklahoma State, I thought was in a great situation tonight against Kansas State. Kansas State, you know, had scored that, that 116 at Texas and then uh, almost 100 against Baylor, got two wins on the road. Now, they ended up covering late on Oklahoma State. I, I, you know, I still would make that same bet again, even though it didn't get there for me tonight. Yeah, I mean, that's what it is sometimes. It's, it, the situational spots, like you said, not 100%, but they uh, put you in good position to maybe cash some tickets. Uh, Oklahoma City, though, up by five with 147 to go. Miami's still staying perfect from the free throw line here. Jimmy Butler just knocked down his 21st free throw of the night. We'll see if he can get 22 to go. You said the record in the NBA was, what, 39? Yes. Without without a missed free throw? Yes. Uh, so no pressure, Jimmy, as he uh, makes that free throw as well. So it's 109-106. Miami has tied the record 39 of 39 mm-hmm. from the free throw line. That's a 40-year record, by the way. <laughs> Jazz 82-83. Get them to the line again. Let's let them break that record. I have a feeling that that's probably going to happen at some point. Yeah. Well, we'll see if Oklahoma City uh, – nice play nice there. Nice dish by, by Josh Giddy. Yeah, Giddy's a good player, man. This Oklahoma City team, man. They're young. I mean, if they they're could just... get healthy and then, of course, bit, get Chet yeah. Holmgren back next year. They know what they're doing. That's a triple-double, by the way, for Josh Giddy. 16 points, 14 rebounds, 10 assists. Yeah, you mentioned Sam Presti. He definitely knows what he's doing out there. Uh, really good GM coming from that Spurs – organization that does it for our number one our number two will get you second half marks in college basketball and also a handicap for warrior sons to begin yeah cnn underscore's guide to sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Ready to unlock a world of entertainment? Philips Roku TV has America's favorite TV streaming platform built in. So you can watch live TV, catch every game, discover must-see shows and hit movies, and get all the best streaming apps in one place, like iHeart, for all your favorite music, radio, and podcasts. Watch what you want, when you want. Immerse yourself in entertainment with premium 4K picture and sound for every budget, with sizes for every room. Find your perfect Philips Roku TV today, online or at your local Walmart and Sam's Club.